0: Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on December 28th, 2022. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that calls us into a relationship with you. That calling is through Jesus Christ, your one and only Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. All right, I want to start off by saying I certainly hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas with friends and family. Hope your health is good, and I wish each and every one of you a happy new year. And of course, with New Year approaching, this is a time that a lot of us try to make New Year's resolutions. Some people call them goals. A lot of people will be making New Year's resolutions that involve health and fitness. Now, when I rode by one of our local gyms on Forest Drive this morning, the parking lot was almost empty. And I bet if I drive by that same gym next Monday or Tuesday, the parking lot will be overflowing. The question is, how long will that parking lot stay full? Let's begin today with three verses from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 16, 3. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Proverbs 16, 9, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In this reading from Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. All right, so I make notes to myself on a notes app in my phone And apparently I made a note at 11 p.m. on Monday evening that said, how about do a podcast called Everyday Resolution as opposed to a New Year's Resolution? And I read it the next day and thought, how in the world can you do a Bible study on that? Well, late yesterday afternoon, Laurel sent an email to me that included some tips from a faith-based individual she follows via email and social media and the topic of the tips well you guessed it is why most people's new year's resolutions fail and he gives three reasons i'll give you two and then later on i give you the third one. First, resolutions fail when your system isn't designed for the real life demands you're facing as you know your current system is perfectly designed to get the results you've been getting When most people make resolutions, they don't change their system. Number two, second, most resolutions are nothing more than scrawled intentions. Quote, good, end quote, intentions are a great start, but they don't get results. The next year will be exactly like every other year unless you change your approach. Like I said, I'll give you the third reason in just a moment. Now, statistically speaking, the vast majority of people, 92%, give up on their New Year's goals within a couple of months. I want to read a uh, speech that was made and delivered by Admiral William H. McRaven at a uh, commencement address to the University of Texas graduates at Austin on May 17, 2014. And I quote, It's been almost 37 years to the day that I graduated from University of Texas. I remember a lot of things about that day. I remember I had a throbbing headache from a party the night before. I remember I had a serious girlfriend whom I later married. That's important to remember, by the way. And I remember that I was getting commissioned in the Navy that day. But of all the things I remember, I don't have a clue who the commencement speaker was that evening. And I certainly don't remember anything they said. So acknowledging that fact, if I can make this commencement speech memorable, I will at least try to make it short. The university's slogan is, what starts here changes the world. I have to admit, I kind of like that. What starts here changes the world. Tonight, there are almost 8,000 students graduating from University of Texas. That great paragon of analytical rigor, ask.com, says that the average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. That's a lot of folks. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those folks changed the lives of another 10 people, just 10, Then in five generations, that's 125 years, this class of 2014 will have changed the lives of 800 million people. 800 million people. Think of it. Over twice the population of the United States. Go one more generation, and you can change the entire population of the world. 8 billion people. If you think it's so hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever? You're wrong. I saw it happen every day in Iraq and Afghanistan. A young army officer makes a decision to go left instead of right down a road in Baghdad and the 10 soldiers in his squad are saved from close-in ambush. In Kandahar province, Afghanistan, a non-commissioned officer from the female engagement team senses something isn't right and directs the infantry platoon away from a 500-pound IED, saving the lives of a dozen soldiers. But if you think about it, not only were those soldiers saved by the decisions of one person, but their children, yet unborn, were also saved. And their children's children were saved. Generations were saved by one decision, by one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. So, what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Well, I'm confident that it will look much better. Much better. But if you will humor this old sailor for just a moment, I have a few suggestions that may help you on your way to a better world. And while these lessons were learned during my time in the military, I can assure you that it matters not whether you ever served a day in uniform. It matters not your gender, your ethnic or religious background, or your social status. Our struggles in this world are similar, and the lessons to overcome these struggles and to move forward, changing ourselves and the world around us, will apply equally to all. I have been a Navy SEAL for 36 years, but it all began when I left University of Texas for basic SEAL training in Coronado, California. Basic SEAL training is six months of long, torturous runs in the soft sand, midnight swims in the cold water off San Diego, obstacle courses, unending calisthenics, days without sleep, and always being cold, wet, and miserable. It is six months of being constantly harassed by professionally trained warriors who seek to find the weak of mind and body and eliminate them from ever becoming a Navy SEAL. But the training also seeks to find those students who can lead in an environment of constant stress, chaos, failure, and hardships. To me, basic SEAL training was a lifetime of challenges crammed into six months. So here are some lessons I learned from basic SEAL training that hopefully will be of value to you as you move forward in life. Every morning in basic SEAL training, my instructors, who at the time were all Vietnam veterans, would show up in my barracks room and the first thing they would inspect was your bed. If you did it right, the corners would be square. The covers pulled tight, the pillow centered just under the headboard, and the extra blanket folded neatly at the foot of the rack. That's Navy talk for bed. It was a simple task, mundane at best. But every morning we were required to make our bed to perfection. It seemed a little ridiculous at the time, particularly in light of the fact that we're aspiring to be real warriors, tough battle-hardened seals, but the wisdom of this simple act has been proven to me many times over. If you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride, and it will encourage you to do another task, and another, and another. By the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that little things in life matter. If you can't do the little things right, you will never do the big things right. And if by chance you have a miserable day, you'll come home to a bed that is made, that you made. And a made bed gives you encouragement that tomorrow will be better. If you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. You can't change the world alone. You'll need some help. And to truly get from your starting point to your destination takes friends, colleagues, and the goodwill of strangers. If you want to change the world, find someone to help you. If you want to change the world, you must be your very best in the darkest moment. Finally, in SEAL training, there's a bell, a brass bell that hangs in the center of the compound. For all the students to see. All you have to do to quit is ring the bell. Ring the bell and you no longer have to wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning. Ring the bell and you no longer have to do the freezing cold swims. Ring the bell and you no longer have to do the runs, the obstacle course, and you no longer have to endure the hardships of training. Just ring the bell. If you want to change the world, don't ever, ever ring the bell to the graduating class of 2014 you are moments away from graduating moments away from beginning your journey through life moments away from starting to change the world for the better it will not be easy but you are the class of 2014 the class that can affect the lives of 800 million people in the next century start each day with a task completed Find someone to help you through life. Respect everyone. Know that life is not fair and that you will fail often. But if you take some risk, step up when the times are toughest. Face down the bullies, lift up the downtrodden, and never, ever give up. If you do these things, then the next generation and the generations that follow will live in a world far better than the one we have today. And what we started here will indeed have changed the world for the better. Thank you very much, end quote. Now this story about changing the world by doing one simple thing every day and doing it well, how about if we spend a little bit of intentional time every morning with our creator God? You know, there are some biblical keys for goal setting. I'll go through them one at a time. You could probably argue that some of these are not necessarily biblical, but they could be worldly and secular by definition. Now, I've attempted to make them more biblical by assigning a scriptural foundation for each goal-setting key. I encourage you to do some of your own biblical contemplation and searching regarding each of these keys to goal-setting. Number one, faith. Matthew 17, 20 to 21, Jesus replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will be done. Nothing will be impossible for you. Number two, humility. Philippians chapter two, verses five to eight Number three, commitment. Matthew chapter 16, verses 25, 24 through 25. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. Number four, Perseverance. Romans, chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Forethought and Planning Luke chapter 14 verses 28 through 30 Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, This person began to build and wasn't able to finish. And finally, motivation. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Well, you might be wondering how all this ties into or relates to making your bed every morning. And in that respect, I'm a very lucky man because Laurel makes our bed faithfully every day. While I do not disagree with Admiral McCraven, I would suggest recommending spending intentional time with God the first thing every morning. Now, you remember I told you I'd let you know the third reason for not accomplishing New Year's resolutions. Well, the third is... You've added, but you haven't subtracted. How many of us over the years have added a New Year's resolution or goal, if you will, and not taken away something that is time consuming, but not really productive? This is critical. Most New Year's resolutions and goal setting are about adding further responsibility to your plate and making your life even more complex. Most people lack a strategy for subtracting what doesn't matter so they can add in what does. I would encourage you to assess some of the things you do on a daily basis that are not necessarily productive and consider replacing them with meditative reading and study of scripture and devotionals. Now, if this is already part of your daily routine, Thank you, and you are benefiting from it. I would encourage you to share what this means to you with someone you know who would benefit from adding this to their daily routine. I promise you, putting God first will change your life. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most merciful God, we thank you for the gift of your grace your unconditional love, and the sacrifice of your Son who died for our salvation. Help us, Lord, as we read, study, and meditate on your Holy Word to become more Christ-like and bear your image to everyone we come in contact with. Help us to put you first in everything we do. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. God has plans for each one of us, and hopefully we will not get in his way of those plans. I'd like to leave you with this reading from Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Go in peace, serve the Lord.